the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. 9 a.m. everybody. Showtime. 710 KNUS Denver's Talk Station on the air everywhere. Saturday morning, 14 January 2023. 710 KNUS Weather Center weather. Mild and dry in 55. Maybe the streets will finally melt. What a great job the city's done with that. Tomorrow, Sunday, rain to snow, 47. Monday, clearing skies, Dr. King's holiday. And Tuesday, 43 and clouds increase. Thanks for coming on the show. Uh, show's divided up into two parts today. And I have been for, I don't know, forever intrigued with the assassination of John Kennedy. And uh, when we were doing the Monday through Friday show about a year and a half ago, two years ago, maybe longer, there was a book entitled Lone Star Speaks, the untold uh, Texas stories about the JFK assassination. Two women historians. And we have become great friends. They're brilliant. Uh, one woman's K.W. Zachary and the other is Sarah Peterson. And I just think they're tremendous. Well, in this last time period, up, up to right around Christmas time, uh, thousands of unedited government JFK assassination files have been released, including the phone call, all the, the phone call meeting, the Lee Harvey Oswald's in Mexico. And he makes a phone call. First, he speaks to the Cubans. They don't want him. They don't trust him. But the next one comes where Lee Harvey Oswald actually makes a phone call. And this was all before the people understood. He makes this intercepted phone call in Mexico, and he's in the, uh, he was at the Soviet embassy there on the 23rd of September, and he spoke with, we know this now, reading this all the last months and months, Vasily Vladimirkov. And Oswald would call the same Soviet embassy a week later, identifying himself in a, in a in broken Russian. And that's what the CIA wrote. And in Washington, they wanted to find out if there was anything new. And he said, I don't remember the name of the council. And according to the transcript of the call, uh, another Valerie, a Valerie Kostinov, a KGB officer, said, uh, told, told Oswald, they haven't received anything yet. What have, have When Oswald goes on, we'll play some spots. But so Oswald drives back to the U.S., over the Texas-Mexican border in October 1963. This is all stuff that's pretty recent. And this anonymous caller said the Soviets would finance Kennedy's killing a year before it happened. And a person phoned the U.S. Embassy in in Australia a year before Kennedy's assassination, warning the Soviets would pay $100,000 for it. The CIA never received word of the tip, and this is New New York Post stuff. So I'm so intrigued by it. Because I was um, talking with the, with the guys during the um, during the break, I believe this about the Kennedy assassination, and of course it's November '63. If you're to understand that, or the mystery of it, the mystique of it, and move into Castro's Cuba and the attempts by the American CIA and organized crime to overthrow Fidel Castro, in fact. There's a new book on the market called Mafia Spies. And this Wednesday on the shoot, good work by Blake Gallagher, uh, the story of the CIA, the, the gangsters, JFK and Castro. 
And I also just finished, not just finished, but two weeks ago, a book entitled uh, Marilyn and Frank about Marilyn Monroe and Frank Sinatra and how it runs through all of this stuff again. And I do believe there's always beginnings. And the declassification materials are part of this debate that began. The Warren Commission was in 64, and Jack Kennedy and the Warren Commission it was established by Lyndon Johnson. And it was established a week after the assassination. It concluded they did 10 months that Oswald acted alone, fired three bullets from the sixth floor of the, uh, the school depository building, and, and then 24 hours later, Oswald's dead by Jack Ruby, an act of uh, spontaneous revenge, they said. Well, I don't know, hard to believe, but the Warren Commission initially receives this warm reception, and the public seems willing to accept this. Does this sound familiar? And the release of the report, a Gallup poll has now found um, only 29% of us believe Oswald acted alone. So we have these wonderful historians. We have some stuff to play, and we're going to listen to this. And I, I'm intrigued by it, so I love it. The other one, and I had to change horses yesterday. And I was driving to the gym. I do early gym stuff every, you know, Monday, seven days a week I go to the gym early. And I'm listening to George Brockler. And the story is about this young police officer. And he is the guy that, um, and I, I was totally annoyed at the response to what was taking place on the radio show. And in all the years I've knocked around this business, unsolicited, I've never called a radio show. I've on, been on tons of people's radio shows, uh, but they usually go, hey man, can we call you? And the producer calls. I've done it with you know everybody. And I'm driving into to the gym, and I was livid. And I called the 710 Canyons hotline, the red phone. I have the number. Talked to Billy Thorpe and said, I want to go on the air with George. Now, this is about recovery, which is so important to me. And what I listened to yesterday, they sleazed this guy. And I think to myself, before you start down that road, you better damn well understand who you're talking about. So this idea you can't trust someone in sobriety and the rest of it, I mean, it, turned, it turned my stomach, and I called the show. And I uh, asked on the air at the time, what do we know about him? Uh, well, no one knew anything. Well, if you're a former district attorney or you're in, the, you're in this business, you're a talk show host, it's your job to find out before you go after somebody. I mean, we we're just talking about Albus Brooks. Albus Brooks won't return my phone calls. Albus Brooks, if he went to, if he went to Vancouver and watched heroin injection and came back and said, you know, you could put one of those uh, clinics, if they call them that, next to my house. <laughs> you, you, you couldn't put one within 20 miles of my house. And he said that, and I said, you're lying, dude. You never went up and saw that. And I put it out there. Where'd you stay? Where'd you eat? Who'd you hang out with? Who'd you hang out with? Who took you down the street? Who was your guides? And we've never heard back. Now, I believe the same thing as uh, Leslie Harris is saying she went. Uh, I'll press that and find out whether or not it's true. So I, um, in a conversation with George, and I like George, had a conversation about, you know, what is it? Bob, Bob Cote, the late Bob Cote, would always say things like, 
the duck analogy. If it has feathers like a duck, has web feet like a duck, has a bill like a duck, swims like a duck, flies like a duck, chances are real good it's a duck. And so I said about this young man being alcoholic. Well, it took me 45 minutes, and don't send me something stupid like this, but I'll read it on the air. Sorry, alcoholism is not a disease. You're not born with it. Certainly I am. Oh, certainly I am. It's, it's generational. Don't, please. Call the radio show. We'll have the conversation. I can't deal with stupid this morning because I had to deal with stupid yesterday. So um, I can tell you this much. Aurora PD has a PIO situation. And rank-and-file police officers and police officers are not allowed to talk to the press. And they have to talk to the PIO. And I'm not the retired DA who would have automatic, well, would have infinitely more ways to get into it than I do. But And it took me about an hour and a half, two hours. I know lots of cops ride motorcycles with cops and friends with cops. So let me tell you, uh, this... This young man, um, he was found drunk while on duty at the wheel of a running Aurora police car near Buckley Air Base. Uh, he was in full cop uni. He was armed. He was unresponsive. First responders had to break the car window to get to the officer. Um, he was found drunk at the wheel in Aurora police vehicle in 2019. And he has been recently promoted three and a half years uh, through the APD and he has been sober. He has gone into sobriety. And part of what he does, and they should have known this on Friday before they sat out on him, that he, tra- he wears his uniform. He, uh, he, by the way, in the, in the aftermath, he was demoted. He was suspended without pay. And uh, the chief at the time was Metz. The chief who comes in and buries him <laughs> is that ridiculous woman she and her wife that were diamond on people, and she's, she's got her own problems with substance abuse, uh, Vanessa Williams. <laughs> and so I found this in my searching. Vanessa Williams talking about how uh, this police officer destroyed our reputation. <laughs> it's like me saying, well, you uh, – ah. And so he, has, he was suspended. He was demoted. And there was a cover-up, if you want to use it. Gee, I'm shocked to hear this. I wonder how many important people got rides home. How many people did this? How many people did that? Don't send me your stupid text messages. Call the show. Grow a pair. Grow a pair. Call the show. 303-696-1971. I welcome your ridiculous call. This is important stuff. So you could have made the phone call. Uh, Metz was the chief at the time. And um, you could have made the phone call. What's he doing now? Because I even said to Georgia, said, I, it sounds like he's an alcoholic and it sounds like he's in recovery. And um, so he is now, he travels, he wears his uniform, he speaks to uh, students, he talks about his recovery. And in fact, he has been in recovery, according to a conversation I had, for 36 months. It was three and a half years ago. He immediately went into treatment. And so, listening yesterday to people say, you can't trust someone in recovery. (laughs) Well, I turned to Bill Wilson. Uh, Bill Wilson was the co-founder of AA, Alcoholics Anonymous. And I said yesterday, I said, why is the other A there? We're Alkies. 
what's anonymous because of what happened just precisely on the show yesterday. You outed a guy. I know airline pilots. I know federal judges. I know division chief cops. I know undersheriffs. I know every walk of life, physicians and others, who are sober, who are in the organization. And we are all are what we call friends of Bill. I wrote my column about it yesterday. Or do you know Bill W.? I think a lot of people know. You'll see a bumper sticker that say Bill W. or a friend of Bill's or Easy Does It or those kinds of one day at a time. Those are guys in recovery. Those are alcoholics. Those are bumper stickers. They are signals to ourselves. And Bill W. or Bill, in order to identify each other, members of AA will oftentimes ask somebody if they're a friend of Bill's. And the question can, can be confusing, uh, kind of confusing, because Bill is a common name. But it's this meaning of the establishment of common experience of AA. And after Wilson, Wilson died in 71, and there were a lot of obituaries, and um, I've gone back and read them. And his full name was included in the obit by journalists who were unaware of the significance of maintaining the other A. I broke my own anonymity um, after I was sober, maybe close to two years. And some of the old timers in AA were upset. And I said, yeah, but, you know, I thought I could be at this moment where, and I think we've been able to help a lot of people. I had gone to uh, become a board member, Bob Cote, at Step 13. And I broke my anonymity and said I'm an alcoholic and an addict. But they run over top of this guy. And you could have easily made phone calls. Tell me about this kid. Been sober for 36 months. He does all of his volunteer work around alcoholism and drug addiction. Uh, he was he took the uh, test. And he did extremely well on the test. And he got promoted to detective. And to see people like Vanessa Wilson talk about he destroyed our reputation. Or to listen to people on the air, you can't trust anybody now in their recovery. It's it, To me, it's uncalled for. And we got to straighten this mess out. If we could, Steve, you're on a radio show. Good morning, Peter. Hey, man. Uh, I have several professional licenses. I do work at a very high level. I'm a friend of Bill. Been all over the United States. This is outrageous. The thing Absolutely. that I thought was awful was... The idea that, that certain professions and certain roles in our society are carved out, that, that someone in recovery cannot achieve those positions. Well, that's what I heard yesterday morning, and they switched it over to, well, the mechanisms of whether or not he should have been investigated. That's not what they said. They said you can't trust somebody in recovery. Ever. And and that, and they said, well, it, it's, almost, it's almost like alcohol slavery. It's like you can do these jobs. But we're not going to let you do the real important ones. That is absurd. That's and what it's was heartbreaking. Said. That's what was said. Yeah. And, 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 and go ahead. You say, go ahead. Well, I mean, you know, on the Hill in D.C., you've got a group, you've got a group of congressmen. It goes on and on. And, and it's so heartbreaking. And they make these stupid statements and they gen up this, this wave of, of, you know, the whole debate about whether it's a disease or not. The idea is it's a problem and people can deal with it and do really well and do better in life. Well, again, it it was heartbreaking. One of the things with the city of Denver, they treat this street homelessness as behavior. And it's not. 
These are diseased people, drug and alcohol. These are alcoholics. And remember, alcohol is a drug. And if you really want to be serious, then you treat it that way. It's a plague. It's COVID. It's whatever you want to call it. But there's too many fools out here, and some of them were doing work on yesterday here. Straight up, to say that, you know, once you're in recovery, then some, I know, believe it or not, I, I've been around this a while, and I get invited to talk. There's a group of people who are in the medical profession, I'll go that far, physicians, RNs, who are in recovery, who tell stories. You know, now, should they be trusted now? With 15, 20, 18, 30 years of recovery? Hell yeah. Sure. Or I believe it or not, and I'm sure you believe it. I've been in meetings, and I've seen division chiefs. And yesterday with George on air, he said, would well, you think they were drinking? I said, do I think they were drinking? Not now, but when they were young cops, do you think they were drinking? Hell yes. Some of the callers yesterday said, oh, it's a choice. Anybody no, in, in any serious addiction, whether it's alcohol, well, drugs, the whole thing, you, it's a, you've got to make a choice to get well, well but you don't wake up no, someday. It's like, it's like the same damn fools who say being gay is a choice. And I go exactly. back to them. I go back to them and go, when was your choice day? I didn't have one. I never had a choice day. So... You're gay. Well, they had a choice, and Jesus... No, no, they don't have a choice day. I didn't have a choice day to say, gee, I'd like to become a drunk. <laughs> no, no. I mean, these are ridiculous people living... I said to Brockler yesterday, I said, well, thanks for setting recovery back 50 years. I'm adamant about this. I mean, I've never called a radio show uninvited in my life. You do not understand sobriety, and then at least you owed a phone call to find out what the young man's doing now. He's been sober for 36 months. He visits schools. <laughs> you know, and he scored really high on the, on the career exam. Would you deny him, Steve? No, no, no. And, and that's the whole purpose of recovery. Both in, it, what was heartbreaking about it was, was uh, uh, George made the statement, which, and then you had all these callers make it. And two things that I've never heard in my life was this idea that there was some sort of cap on recovery. Like, no, just America will only let, let you recover this much oh. because there's this other thing that is absurd. And in any education, one hour on the Internet, one hour mm. phone calls, everybody could learn you, about this. Before you smeared the kid, you owed a, you owed a phone call. I mean, uh, some dope like me can make them. You got to believe that a retired D.A. can make them. And find yeah. out what, what what his life is like now. And that's, I mean, you know, and I don't, you know, this is not, this is just cards on the table morning. And he's been sober for 36 months. He shares his story, works with police cadets and employee groups. This is a good man. And a young man. Yeah. A very young yeah. man. Yeah. And, and he actually uh, says the same things that I've heard so many people say. What happened that night saved his life. It's true. Exactly. It's true. No. I mean, the inability to comprehend is only maddening to me. This is as stupid as Trump won or gay people choose or, you know, and I'm just so over it. And I decided, I made a decision yesterday that I'm going to come on a radio show and say, no, look, this is too important to allow that to have happened yesterday. I have not talked to I him. I have not talked to him. I would trust this young man 
uh, every minute of every day over some of these lunatics who put 41 shots in black guys. Thank you. You know, some guy standing well, on the boy's neck for no, no. I mean, eight, eight minutes and 46 seconds. I what wish... they did out there in Aurora to that young man. Yeah. Oh, that... Uh, Everything. And, I mean, and you're, you're saying this, these guys, these guys should have their jobs, well, and they should continue, but not this kid. Remember, in the aftermath, he gets demoted, he gets suspended without pay, um, and how ma- yeah. And you wonder how many important people that cast stones have either taken a ride home or would take a ride home. <laughs> you know, it's like I'm telling you, man. I, I I was in meetings now. They're not wearing their uniforms, but I know them. And and they know me, and they come over, and we shake, and we, you know, that anonymity is important to me. I I broke I break my own. I won't break anyone else's. But <laughs> that was ridiculous yesterday. Well, you keep up the good uh, work. Hey, you gotta you gotta go get them. Thanks, brother. Three zero three six nine six nineteen seventy one. Lines are open, and then we'll go to the Kennedy assassination. Uh, and the new releases, we'll do that at, at the top of the 10. Your turn, 303-696-1971. It, it was uncalled for to do that. You had a problems with prosecution. You got problems with what happened in the aftermath of the event, which they kind of changed their minds. March 2019, this young man's found drunk on duty to wheel the running police car. All right? And the fact that cops and Army guys and judges and feds and cops and everything, they all cover up. Everybody covers up. <laughs> and, and so, but not now. You don't go after him now and think that, or say you can't trust him because for every person that I know it's in recovery, and I know some important people in recovery, you crapped on them. You said you didn't trust them. All right. 55 will be the high ski season full swing on a ski Tuesday. The snow is good. Dr. King's holiday is a big ski weekend. You know what it means. It's time to visit Larson Ski and Sport. Get all your new gear for the season. If you've already skied a couple times, don't like what you got, go get some new. Take it from me. When you need ski or snowboard gear, you go to Larson Ski and Sport. If you're a runner, you want to try snowboarding or bring your skis back. I'd love to read this. You're, you're tired of skiing and you want to try a board and you're out of your mind. Whether you need it or not, they will make it work. The guys at Larson will take the time to get to know you, get to know your family, and match it right up with everybody. They got boards and skis and helmets and goggles and warm clothes and just, you know, name and claim it. Ski racks, cross countries. That's where Alan Samuel gets his snowboards. Larson's so convenient. Stop on the way up the hill or on the way home. So you're westbound on I-70. Get off on the Kipling exit. Come down the Kipling exit, make a make a left turn, go under the tunnel, go south, come out the other side of the tunnel, look to your right, you see the big crab shack next to the crab shack. Seven days a week, Larson Ski and Sport, John Marriott, Paul and the guys, they are Larson Sport, L-A-R-S-O-N Sport.com. Please rent stuff for your kids and grandkids and have a good time on the hill. Morning, everybody. It's a Saturday morning, 927, 27 after the hour. 710 KNUS Weather Center, weather mild and dry and 55, maybe get more, more, more melting. 47 Sunday, tomorrow rain, maybe snow, 45 Monday, Tuesday, 43, Monday's Dr. King's holiday, Tuesday's a ski day. Um, Back to this insanity that happened here yesterday. You know, this choice thing and the rest of it is just pig swill. Um I remember for years that being gay was a choice. They were choosing to be gay, but if they had Jesus, then they wouldn't be gay. 
being, being gay has no choice. When did you choose? I've written columns about it. First time I kissed a girl, I knew this was the right thing to do. I didn't want to kiss the kid playing second base. I wanted to kiss Judy was her name. No last names. And so they have to make it that way to make a square peg fit a round hole. How many guys said, well, I'm going to set out to be alcoholic. <laughs> but if you look at my family's history, I recently found out I have a relative that has just gone into treatment. I was shocked to hear this. 303-696-1971. To the wall. Peter, I agree 100%. I know several of my brother, sister, LEOs, that's law enforcement, who, I love this, kicked the alcohol monkey off their back. My kind of guy. And no way should they have been banished from law enforcement. Well, of course not. All right. Uh, law, here's a my jump to the good guy. Danny Kaplis. Uh, Danny believes, and he's the only attorney, I think, in Colorado history to win five straight multi-million dollar jury verdicts in motor vehicle crash cases. Dan and his partners, and uh, he's got all these guys, they, they were um, former DAs, he's got six former DAs, who now use their tremendous courtroom experience and, and survivors of serious crashes. The capitalist law firm believes talk is cheap, experience counts, results matter. The firm would be happy to share with you track record of outstanding jury verdicts and out-of-court settlements. Danny's my friend. They came through for us and my family, and he's just a good man. Danny's help at 303-907. Make the phone call, 303-907-5003. 303-907-5003, or hit Capless Law. And on you know Danny's last name is C-A-P-L-I-S. DanCaplessLaw.com, 303-907-5003. 303-907-5003. So all this begins, um, I'm driving to the, the gym, as we do every morning, and listening to George, as I do every morning, and a story comes up about this young policeman who was armed, was on duty, March the 29th, 2019. I spent all day yesterday off and on doing this. Um, and he was, a, he was a blackout drunk. In the end of my time, I was a blackout drinker. Um, let me go to the wall. Thanks for setting George straight. I'm Irish Catholic. There it is. Uh, the Southern Ohio and lost a brother, three cousins to alcoholism. The volume of death from alcoholism is part of the world is stunning. It's a shame to hear a DA propagate negative stereotypes of the sober. Well, thank you. That's my point. You know, ignorance is bliss. And so this, this, the prosecutors were never alerted to the incident and expressed frustration. I went back into the files and read all of this, and they failed to conduct an investigation. Now, imagine cops covering up for cops. You ever, you ever read the choir boys? You ever read all those things when they talked about what takes place internally with cops? So they covered up. I was shocked immediately when I read that. But what's happened since? And if you couldn't get into that cover-up, then, you know, you were on the job. 36 months this young man has been sober. He goes out and he practices his sobriety. I talked to retired police officers from Aurora, and I also talked to present duty officers in Aurora. I did not talk to him. We had to, and I don't, because this may or may not come back, it doesn't matter, but I'm told straight up the Aurora PD has a policy, nobody talks. They have a PIO, a PIO, okay, fine. But he apparently, 
and it, you know you can call it you know testifying. Uh, you can you can you know telling your story, and he does this constantly. He talks with cadets and other employee groups. He helps people to avoid what happened to him. Um, he when I, I mean, he said what happened to him, and I was told this by someone who knows him saved his life. I say that it saved my life. And if you look at that level of intoxication, he was a blackout. He was in a blackout. And they found him in a blackout. <laughs> and I, I, here's what a blackout drinker is. I would be somewhere, and I'm not proud of this, but this is, this is what blacking out is. And I'd be talking to you, and it would be like 4 o'clock in the afternoon, and suddenly it would be 8 o'clock in the evening. I'd be talking to somebody else. I don't know how I got there. That's a blackout drinker. Yeah, you know, truth, truth. So, um, he was in a blackout. And it's sickening to what was done to him. You smeared him. You smeared other people in recovery as well. It's to say, well, you don't deserve to have a show because you used to be a drunk. Yeah, really. Or you don't deserve to be. I know judges. Judges. Should they be able to sit on that bench? Physicians. Airline pilots. It's all real. The disease doesn't give a rat's rear end what your skin color is, uh, what your sexual preferences are. It doesn't leave anything. I started drinking when I was 13. It killed my grandfather. It killed so many people in our family. Don't tell me it's not a disease. It's a disease. All right. Cowboy Moving and Storage, the recommended movers. Go to CowboyMoving.com and click on Customer Reviews. It's incredible. And see what people have to say. By the way, our lines are open, 303-696-1971. Anybody in your family? You? Anybody you know in, in sobriety? Do you trust them? Or would you say, you know, you just can't trust these people. You can't trust them. Cowboy Moving and Storage, a recommended mover. Go to CowboyMoving.com. Click on Customer Reviews. It's incredible. There's over 1,300 reviews. Very positive. I got wigged on to see him all the time. A guy got a tank shift Indian in his office. When I walked in, I went, man, Cowboy Moving can do these loads and holds, which we talk about all the time. Basically, if you're moving into a new office or residence, but you got to leave your current location before the new place is available, then storage service for you. The load and hold trailers can work. Work well in the short or long-term storage. They come, pack up your stuff, take it off to a warm, dry place, and then they just park it. It's protected. And when it's that moment that you have said, okay, we can move back into the family unit now or into the new office, they deliver. Cowboy recommended mover, the guys who do the work. These are the guys who have been with Cowboy for years. They truly make the difference from moves to loads to holds to storage. Cowboy's been Colorado's recommended mover since 1968. Cowboy donates a portion of every move to Freedom Service Dogs. Cowboymoving.com. Cowboymoving.com. Or talk to them. An estimate on almost anything you want. 303-789-2200. They're good, good people. 303-789-2200. Today. Give me a name on one. Okay, we'll go here. Uh, lines are full. Marco, you're on a radio show. Thanks, man. Yeah. yeah brother, are you there? Hi, this is Katie. Hello, Katie. You're on the show. Good morning. That jumped. Good morning to you. Oh, hey there. Hi there. Um, is this Peter? Yes, ma'am. Okay, sorry. It didn't sound like you. Hi, Peter. 
Hi, um, Katie. So I, I, I uh, let me pull the car over. I wasn't expecting you to answer so soon. Um, I lost a dear friend to alcohol poisoning, um, and he was 55. He always said, Katie, you're controlling, but it turned out uh, he had had interventions and everything. Mm -hmm. So anyway, um, he died, and he would have been, I don't know, 72 now, and his uh, blood alcohol was 4.00. Sure, sure. And um, actually, unfortunately, he had a new girlfriend who didn't know this, and she had bought, brought over a bottle of... Because of, um, because of full lines, your point, please. Okay, so my point, please, I lost him. But then I also had an aunt who basically was sober for 30 years, mm -hmm. and, and uh, other family members still held it against her. But she, other than cigarettes, she basically remained sober sure, for 30 years, and kudos to her. Yeah. No, it's – but this young man wasn't a guy who continued to drink. He has – he passes – you know, they give him UAs and stuff. Oh, I know. I mean, he – would you trust this officer? Yes, I would. Thank you. That's you're all welcome. I, uh, you're welcome. Thank you, ma'am. Be safe. All right, we go to Lisa. Lisa, you're on a radio show. Thanks. Good morning. Saturday. Good morning. Good morning to you. So um, I'm, a, I'm a person in recovery. I'm 16 years sober from opioid addiction. Ooh, I good. come from a family of folks in recovery. Uh, every single one of us had an addiction, mom, dad, sister, brothers. Every single one of us got sober. Most of us, 20, 30 years. Hmm. Um, my kids are in recovery. My nieces and nephews are in recovery. You, you, Every you, one of us. Now, do you see it as this genetic disease that runs through your family? It has a genetic component, but, yeah, absolutely. you know, whether it's DNA or what you learn when right. you're growing up yep. from the people who are raising uh, you. Now, may, may I stop you again? That, 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 well, let, me, is, let me stop you again. That's the cultural predisposition. Sure. So there's a genetic predisposition, and certainly there's science behind that. Oh, yeah. But there's also um, the social learning theory, which is if I watch my mom and dad yep. use drugs and alcohol to yep. self-soothe, I might try that as well. That's the culturalization of the disease. Yes, it is. Um, but I guess my point is every one of us are in a profession. Every one of us are in a helping profession. Um, every one of us are doing something very uh, significant daily for our sobriety, um, and we've given back to society for years and years. So Should I trust I you? In... Should I trust you? I mean, according to what I, I heard I yesterday, so. I, no, of course yeah. I trust you, but what I heard yesterday, well, you can't <laughs> trust, you know, you, I don't know, you know, you, he's one, you know, God, God, is that, welcome back to the dark ages. I'd say if he's working his recovery, yes. Everything if he's relapsed and not working his recovery now. He's, he's not. I mean, I spoke Before with that moment. Yeah. No, but I spoke with three people yesterday yeah. close to him. He goes. He puts his uni on and he goes and he speaks to to, to classes and he does stuff and he, uh, you know, I mean, great for him. One of and us. Great for the people hey. he's talking to. One of us. He knows what he's talking about. Yes, he knows he. what recovery is. He knows what grace and forgiveness is, huh? and I say as long as he's working his recovery, good for him. Yeah, yeah I trust him. Sure. I, I love your call. Um, without giving it <laughs> up, right. what, what, what field are you up? What field do you work in? 
I'm a psychotherapist and I specialize in addiction there you go. and forensics. Um, and I've been doing it for 16 years. Can I tell you a story? This is like it plays into you. Sure. So I, I gained my, I wasn't, I, you know, like they call that stage the white knuckle stage, you know, where you're, ah, you know, and um, there's so many people that <laughs> I, horrible. Well, yeah, there's so many people I want to thank, but I couldn't thank them because it wouldn't be right. But so I want to go to a, go to a wellness therapist. And so the old timers, come here, what? Don't go to anybody to talk about sobriety who isn't sober. It's sort of like, like, you know, yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I don't know. No, but it was, a, it was, I don't one, know. I, I think whoever can help you can help you. Oh, I, I, I'm on your those side. Those of us in recovery of walk the walk are, are yeah. really, yeah. I'm, we I'm, know what it's like. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I, you know, whatever helps you. Okay. Well, I know that, but that was what they're, they said, if they don't understand the, the mechanisms of this, love your call. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> thank, thank you. you. All right. For- I, if I found blacked out drunk behind a wheel with a firearm strapped, I'd never allow to own a firearm again. I would, what is this? I would be charged with felony charges. No one's arguing any of that. There's no argument about what happened and the cops covering up. It's about saying you don't trust him now. We go to Amy. You're on a radio show. Amy, good morning. Amy. Hi, Mr. Boyle. Hi, Amy. Um, I just, first of all, I have to say, I'm so excited you're back on the air. I have been listening to you for a long, long time and uh, <laughs> broke my heart when you stopped your morning show, but um, I'm I'll let you so read. I'll, 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 let you, again, I'll, so. let you, I'll let you come read these emails and then you tell me how much I'm welcome back. <laughs> oh. <laughs> well, that, you know, I, and without going on and on about it, but you are such an important voice for Denver and um, anyway... Much appreciated. I've met you a few you're, times, you're kind. but of course you would—you know—you meet everybody. Right. Um, thanks for talking about this issue. I am one of those lucky people in the world that don't have the gene. But for anybody who thinks it's not genetic, um, I have seen one of my best friends, his whole family, um, yeah. struggle, struggle, yeah. struggle. Yeah. Um, my own father's family. The only reason my father never drank is because he saw what it did to his family. So. Um, I would trust this young man probably uh, without doubt because he's faced up to some hard truths and he's fixed it. So my hat's off to him. My hat's I mean, off to anyone. Yeah, who, there, there's so many people who, who can. I mean, all this, I would never trust him again and all this kind of stuff. I'm getting these emails. Yeah. But, you know, there. somebody once said I was in a place one time and somebody was talking about, you know, us alcoholics and the guy who was. Who was kind of in the lead in the conversation turns to the guy and he said, "When's the last time you had a drink?" And the guy had a drink in his hand. The guy said, "Well, I haven't had one in my hand for thirty years. Do I trust you or do I trust me?" And it was just—I mean, I mean, this idea recovery is so important. The only reason I'm doing this this morning is because of the stupidity and idiocy that I listen to. And if you can, you know, try and straighten out the mess, has nothing to do. This young man, and I tell you, truly, if you're going to go after somebody, then you have an obligation to go and at least read or find out or call how he's doing now. And that wasn't done. And this this business has already been destroyed so badly in the last two and a half years. But you had an obligation to see how the officer is doing. It took me three phone calls, and I don't have the ability to be, uh, I never had a badge in my pocket. 
but he works. He shares his story with police cadets, and he goes to employee groups, and he talks about his his disease, and he went into treatment. He's been sober for 36 months. That was never said on that show, not once. It was right, said, oh, right. go find out. And, you know, yeah. I, um, I work in the legal field, and I don't have to tell you mm. the number of – I don't – functional alcoholics oh. – <laughs> is uh shocking oh it's and i actually i actually work for a man who lost his job because of alcohol Mm -hmm. and um is in recovery and has Mm -hmm. been for a long time and of course i work you know he reached out to me and said do you want this job i said of course i do and i I know the work that he's done and um it's been you know i've worked for him for now 15 years and it's been a fantastic experience so um Thank you. And I also well, wanted to just shout out to Step 13. I, um, my son is a donor and hmm. is, let me not, tell you, doesn't have a problem. At, 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 the end of, at the end of the somewhat heated conversation I had with George, George brought up Step 13. He said, would they throw them out if they were sober? And I said, of course. I watched it happen. But they take him to a place called Denver Cares. They get there, and Bob would bring them right back in to begin again. And we have a saying that we don't bayonet our wounded. And this is a this is a disease that the doctor, the patient, are the same person. That's the important part of it. I am my own doctor, and I'm on my, my own patient, as is this young police officer. And we take responsibility for our lives. And the very first question is you know, asking you about having power, who's running your life, is alcohol running your life, or you, and when I, I knew damn well, there's a, there's a thing called the 10 questions, and I hit every one of them, and, and you become sick and tired of becoming sick and tired, and that's, they bring all these questions up, but there was a guy, and again, not breaking his anonymity, and he has passed away, but he brought me in his office, this was after Alan's murder, and, um, he said to me, he said, you know, there's only three places that people like you and I end up. And I'm looking at him. And he said, uh, we end up in an institution, and you know, that would be a hospital or a prison. We end up on a morgue slab, or we end up in a meeting sober. And I make a running gag. I was sure there was a fourth way. <laughs> and two weeks later, after a terrible night, I went back to his office, and that's what began it for me. And I wrote about it yesterday. I was with Chuck and Julie, and I wrote my column about it. We talked at great length about it. And, uh, you know, you don't talk, but you, when we have these, when you, when you hit these mornings where it's so significant, I'm an, I'm an old man. What, what do I give a flying you-know-what about what somebody's going to say about this? I don't. I, I made a decision. I had dinner with my son and my grandson and my friend last night, and I made a decision to do the show. I said, I don't give a damn if somebody's mad, somebody's upset, somebody's pissed off at the radio station. That should have not been said that that guy could not be trusted. Well, I'll just say, when have you ever cared if someone's going to get no. you to <laughs> That's true, too. I, somebody sent me, I, I'm, I text with Sher- Sheriff Reams, who did the shoot with us, and I can't tell you what a good guy he is. And Reams said something about, watch this, you're going to get hated. And I said, I'm already hated. Take care of yourself. Yeah. Thanks, Aim. Thanks. All right, 303-696-1971. We'll, I'll take this top of the hour. And then the show that we had planned, 
two hours, we'll talk about the Kennedy assassination, his recent releases. The drops are just amazing. Uh, 55 will be the high today. Um, huh. A lot of crazy stuff. It's like stupid. Remember this. Remember when people say, well, these gay people, they choose that. Who would choose it? To get beat up when you're a kid? To, I have kids in the neighborhood slap you around because you're a little one-off because you can't do this or you can't do that or you like women and you're like an... I, why would you... Cho- who would choose that? Who would go like, uh, at the age of sexual awareness, uh, being a man or a boy who likes other boys or men and just get pounded on and get slapped around and get called names? Yeah, I, I, they chose that. I, you know, I like to get my ass kicked every day and called names and the pants and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, because we were we did that. I mean, you're ashamed of that, but that's what we did. So that's why he chose that. He chose that to get the dog knocked out of him every other day going to school and get made fun of because that's what he wanted to do. Why would he do it? <laughs> why would he do it? So, I I don't know. Choose. I'm, they, they, this is a behavior. They, these guys choose this. My dying rear end. Are you sick and tired of living with the consequences of pain in your knees and your back? Joint pain just doesn't keep you from doing what you love. It affects your job, your relationships, even simple things like getting dressed. It is me, and it's time to, and again, to, for you to call QC Kinetics. QC uses advanced regenerative medicine, restores, repairs damaged joints, Gives you your life back. Hips and shoulders and elbows, they can all be treated with natural biologics from your own body. Powerful healing agents that are highly concentrated. Guys, it works. Learn about these new exciting cutting-edge treatments for pain caused by arthritis or injury. No drugs, no pain meds, no downtime. Natural treatment that can get you lasting relief. People here are raving about the results. For real, it really works. It's like 303 303-900-8986. 303-900-8986. 303-900-8986. 303-900-8986. 8986. If this hurts, man, appointments are available this coming week. Call QC Kinetics, 303 900 8986. It's 954. It's going to be 55, the high 47 tomorrow. Peter Boyle, 710 KNUS. Has to be the uh, text, email, wall of hate of the, of the decade. Well, you usually piss me off most of the time, Peter, but today I'm proud of you. That makes the hour worthwhile. All right, coming up, weeks before assassinating Jack Kennedy. An American, uh, and it's with a Spanish and terribly recognized Russian accent, calls the Soviet and Cuban embassies in Mexico trying to secure a long, long-term visa. The, it's Lee Harvey Oswald. And these new released files from the CIA detail his visit to Mexico, and he wants to go back to Odessa. He's seeking visas for himself and his wife to travel to Odessa, a city in southern Ukraine, interesting enough. And Oswald traveled to Mexico City, visited Soviet embassy, uh, and now there's phone calls. And it's on the 27th of September, 63, two months before or later, he kills allegedly, or has been said. But now they have a Sylvia Duran, the employee of the Cuban consulate who spoke Spanish, calling the Soviet embassy in Oswald's behalf. All this stuff relative to what? He's going to go kill Jack Kennedy. The stuff is dropped. Now, these women are wonderful historians. The book is Lone Star Speaks. We've spoken with them before. Let's make a good radio show. Folks in the phones, I'm sorry. We'll do a turnaround. We will return 55 the high, a good ski day. Dr. King's day on, for, on uh, holiday on Monday's big ski day, but ours will be Tuesday. Stay right here. 
Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.